brother Jake had disappeared when he was three, and that fact informed every decision Daisy had made ever since regarding Sage. All Daisy had ever wanted was to protect her children. With a slim body, full mouth, and wide knowing eyes, Sage had lost the last vestiges of babyhood. Still, Daisy had looked straight past those features to see the infant she and Sage's father had brought home from the hospital sixteen years ago. "'I don't want her to get hurt,' Daisy said. "'I know,' Hathaway said gently. "'But I said some awful things. I could see it in her eyes. I have to go wake her up now. I did her laundry, and now I want to sit on the edge of her bed. "'And tell her you love her. And everyone makes mistakes.' "'But you'll ground her for life if she ever does it again.' "'Right,' Daisy said, laughing. "'Hanging up, she felt a little better. "'Talking to Hathaway had helped her put the situation into perspective. "'A single mother raising a smart daughter, "'Daisy was ultra-vigilant about keeping Sage's focus on schoolwork away from boys. "'Generations of daughters had been staying out too late, "'falling into lazy rivers.' That didn't make them bad children, and it didn't mean they had bad mothers. Many years had passed since Jake's death. Time for Daisy to tell herself again and again she wasn't to blame. Sunlight streamed through the bedroom windows, into the upstairs hall. The wood floors were waxed and polished. Walking towards Sage's room, Daisy thought about what a nice house they lived in. It was a small salt box, safe and enclosed, with a sliver of view down the cove. Daisy had bought and paid for it herself, selling the jewelry she made and saving her money. Sage might dream of riding the range, living the ranch life, but Daisy reassured herself that she was doing a good job, making a fine home for herself and her daughter right here on Pumpkin Lane. Taking a deep breath, Daisy took hold of the doorknob to Sage's room. She said a prayer that she could stay calm no matter what, that she wouldn't rise to any bait Sage might float her way intentionally or not. This only felt like a war, and merely because Daisy loved the girl so much. Forcing herself to smile, she entered her daughter's bedroom. The room was empty. Sage's bed had not been slept in. It was neatly made, the Indian blanket drawn up over the pillows. Daisy could see the outline of her daughter's body, where she had lain outside the covers. A drawer was partly open, and Daisy saw that clothes were missing. Posters of Wyoming hung everywhere. Purple peaks, the Wind River mountain range, the medicine bows, the bighorns, and the snowies filled the walls, along with blow-ups of cowboy corrals and galloping mustangs. Her father had sent her a rack of elk antlers, and she had turned them into a shrine. The single picture she had of him hung among turquoise beads, horseshoes, the pelt of a jackrabbit, and her brother's blue booties. A note lay on Sage's desk. The second Daisy saw it, a small sound escaped her. She dropped the neatly folded laundry and touched her heart. Her hands were shaking. She picked up the note. Sage had been upset when she'd written it. Daisy could tell by the spidery handwriting, the way the ink had blotched and trailed off, the terrible terseness of the message from a girl who had always loved to talk more than anything. Daisy stared at the words, She looked for Dear Mom and Love Sage, but there were only four words, and in the time it took to read them, Daisy felt the world cave in around her. I have to go.
Daisy called Hathaway. As she waited for her sister to arrive, she paced around the house. She suddenly had so much energy, she felt as if her chest was going to explode. At the same time, she had a knot in her forehead from concentrating on where Sage might have gone. It was Thursday, a school day. Could I have to go mean simply, I have to go to school? Just in case, she telephoned the office at Silver Bay High School. Sage was in 11th grade, her third year. She had finished off sophomore year with high honors, gotten A's on her first junior year tests, and had received two deficiencies last week. Daisy had stared at those notes from Sage's chemistry and history teachers, filled with worry and fear. Sage, her bright light, her brilliant girl, letting herself slip? Hi, Mrs. Wickham, Daisy said to the school secretary. It's Daisy Tucker, and I was, um... Hello, Mrs. Tucker. I was just about to call you. If Sage is going to be absent, we really...